0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star vs. The Force of Evil, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hi. Sam Quattro, Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Uh, today, we are recapping the March 10th episodes of Star vs. The Force of Evil, uh, Butterfly Trap and Ludo, Where Art Thou? Uh, Star is weekly throughout all of March and into April on Saturday mornings, and we are recapping every Saturday morning here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for... Overly animated star on iTunes. Subscribe there or YouTube to not miss any of our future star uh, podcasts. We also had a panel discussion a second week for star last week. So check that out. We'll see if we have it for these uh, for this week again. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to get into Butterfly Trap and Ludo. We're out there. Make sure you've seen these episodes that aired this morning on Disney XD. Spoilers for both of these episodes. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of these two?
1: Well, okay. Butterfly Trap kind of confirmed a lot of theories that we had suggested previously so that was kind of nice although like this is definitely i mean so eclipsa really is i mean so star is not royalty at all they're gonna have to talk about that later um yeah
0: uh michelle's (laughs) just taking it in right now Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah um I was so hyped for Ludo or Artha, but I feel kind of let down. I don't really think anything substantial happened, and I'm kind of sad because I really like Ludo. Uh I'm glad he worked through, like, some stuff literally from his brother just being there. But I don't know. I was hoping more would happen or we'd let Ludo do some other kind of plot thing, but I guess he still has a lot to work through with star and Marco as well as his parents. so I mean, it was a little disappointing, but like i'm I'm glad he's still doing well.
0: I'm glad yeah. he's still doing is that doing well, well, okay.
1: well he's he's doing better than he was He's
0: alive like,
1: nobody's control of his body right now. that's definitely yeah. a step up from last season.
0: That is it though
1: <laughs> I, I well, that,
0: those it are the questions scary. we'll get into okay uh Sam, what did you think of these two episodes?
2: Uh, let's see, uh, Butterfly Trap is the best episode of Star Ever, uh, just putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: Please tell us why, Yeah, tell us why.
2: I loved it, it was just like, okay, so there's this thing in, like, filmmaking and, like, television, where it's like a one-room movie, or one-room scene, or one-room show where just like all the action happens in one specific place and when that happens you get a lot of good character moments you get a lot of good dialogue and this is like a perfect example of that you know we got like a lot of reveals we got a lot of drama backstory (laughs) uh feelings it was it was just great i loved it i mean it made me love Eclipse so much uh, it made me really feel for Star Moon, etc. Made me hate the High Magic Council, so screw them. Um, yeah, it was it was a great episode. It really made me feel super invested in the show that I haven't really felt in a little bit.
0: Wow, nice. Oh, you're saying right,
2: the, the, the other episode was like, eh.
0: Eh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how dare you? Okay. Uh, yeah,
2: you're- I mean, was, Dennis is the only reason. That like Ludo is okay now.
1: Yeah. He's like the only part of his family that cares about him.
2: Yeah. I mean that that's like a package deal. You can't have Ludo without Dennis now. Without Dennis, Ludo is just a squawking guy.
0: <laughs> Squawking guy. I feel I think you're I feel like you're comparing um Butterfly Trap to Twelve Angry Men a little bit, which I feel like it, is, an,
2: that is
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting comparison. Nice.
2: That is an interesting comparison. It's a good comparison.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, might com- that might yeah. be what they're that might be they're going for a little bit. So yeah, um, okay. cool. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Uh, I'm
3: on Sam's side here. The butterfly trap is a like an awesome episode. I- I'm willing to give it best episode of this season. I'm not sure if I can go as far as best episode of the show, but mm. it's definitely really the best we've had in a long time. I, I-, I think. I agree with Sam that, like, the emotional stakes in that episode are very well constructed. Uh, the Magic High Commission has their flashes of humor. And the, the final sequence with Eclipse and Star, it just, it, it tugs at the heartstrings very much. Ludo, Ludo, or Art, though, I have an interesting response to because I actually enjoy Ludo as a character for mm-hmm. m- most episodes he appears in. Here he's just off the rails entirely. So yeah, he's it, it, so. It's it's not great if you want Ludo to be important again, which I, I do want. I want Ludo to have a place in the show again. But I, I still enjoyed the episode just for like how at the kind of atmosphere they built around that entire episode, showing us Dennis's struggles with his families, getting into like the abusive relationship they have. And then the whole like horror kind of atmosphere of the final sequence with uh, all the fake parents just popping out of nowhere, the creepy yeah. music—it's a very it, entrancing episode to watch on the, fir- uh, the first time around. On rewatch, it probably doesn't hold up as much, but I definitely enjoyed the experience of seeing all that happen the first time.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we're having some, some good takes on Ludo art, though. Um, yeah, I, I liked Butterfly Trap. I think that we are, um, way, uh, hyperbolizing the episode. I thought thought it was, I thought it was, uh, (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. Um, there's the big problem, I think, with this episode is that the, the shock ending is, uh, what we talked about last week. Like, uh, we, this is something that we saw coming. Um, mm-hmm. This has been ha- this has been happening actually for quite a few of our shows, where it's like big plot revelation. It's just you know something that the previous episode basically led you towards. So I but don't think that's they-
1: good though, because if your show it, it ha- throws something at you out of nowhere that they don't see, I feel like that's the mark of a yeah, bad uh, way to tell much the story.
0: like uh, Monster Bash, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I-, I mean it's good to have um, to have build up to a twist. Um, But I don't think this was a twist for Butterfly Trap. I think that this was a twist that was presented to us in uh, Total Eclipse of the Moon. Like, I think that that episode just almost, I mean, it was subtle, but like, that's the natural conclusion that you would have For the name being replaced on the record Literally talked about it last podcast So I was not, like, shocked at all um, I, I mean, I think this episode is certainly much worse Than Deep Dive Nightlife um, Wow, H, like, mm-hmm. uh, false I Like, much, yeah, like, um, not even the same like, level Anyway, um, it's still good, though Like, I think this is good, and Ludo though I have nothing to say about So, let's talk <laughs> about, uh, about Literally, I won't say one thing about it This whole podcast Yeah, let's you talk should about... see his
2: outline, it's like two words I
1: know Dude. Even even click, worse, much the, like Ludo, the,
0: even worse,
3: the Wikipedia article for "List of Star vs. the Forces of Evil" episodes doesn't even have the the synopsis for it up yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: they don't. Like, like it, do
3: it has like seven sentences yeah, for Butterfly be, Trap
0: and then nothing for the yeah. Ludo. Episode. I mean, the the Wikipedia article is inconsistent with putting synopsis in, but um, yeah, let's talk Butterfly but Trap. Bothered to butterfly. <laughs> yeah. uh Well, you know. Maybe there's a reason why for that. Um, butterfly Trap, the big uh, conclusion we arrive at in this episode is that um, this was all a setup by Moon and Star. Um, Good. And it was Eclipsa their well. trap. It was their trap, yeah. And uh, they're not, uh, Star arrives at the conclusion they're not related. Um, they're no more royal than anyone else. And she frees Eclipsa, but Moon's still right there, so I don't know what effect that has. <laughs> Like, Doesn't uh,
2: that stuff like happen all the time, where just like another royal family will just take over the lineage or whatever? Except it's like a prince and the pauper
3: sort of situation here. Anyway, yeah,
0: continue. I, guess so. I mean, yeah, la-
3: y- usually it's by violent coup d'état,
0: right? Yeah. La- last week I compared this uh, possibility to um, Black Panther, Black Panther yes. and yeah, it's literally just Black Panther. So um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's uh, Michelle. Were you shook by this revelation?
1: No, I'm just it actually kind of makes me happy because I mean, we haven't really talked about it much this season, but in season two, one of the things that was really exciting was that star was kind of, she was forging her own destiny as a princess and she was developing her own spells. And I mean, she, she's clearly like exceedingly powerful. And the idea that she's not even legitimately Royal makes that kind of awesome to me. Like if she's, if they swapped out, um eclipses daughter with a random like peasant chick and that stars lineage like the fact that she's still so powerful is like kind of dope i really like that kind
0: of dope yeah so i'm
1: like i'm really okay with this happening i i because like it makes me sad when people people expect greatness because oh you know you're it's your lineage you have to be great but she she's a nobody and she's still awesome and super powerful and i really like that twist so I'm yeah. totally fine with it. I liked it as a reveal.
0: That's a cool take. Yes. should be noted. She's still um, a Johansen princess, um, e- even if. But not that that really matters on the show.
2: Yeah, um, true. Yeah. The matriarchy. Right.
0: <laughs> in, in, the, in the butterfly uh, side of things. Um, that, yeah, it, When you put it that way, very reminiscent of the um, Star Wars uh, Last Jedi, one of the big twists in that movie. So wow, spoilers. I mean I'm not saying what, but this is uh this would uh, I still
1: haven't seen it, Dylan. I haven't seen it either.
0: This invokes, I feel like, uh the recent Star Wars movie for for Star Spoiler um, alert for
2: Star Wars. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there are wars so. of the stars. They're worth the stars.
0: Yeah.
3: Star spoilers. Wars versus the forces of I
0: think Sith the I, I mean it's more, the bigger spoilers <laughs> for Black Panther, that was more recent, but um being vague about
2: Spoilers
0: Okay, <laughs> Sam. Uh, <laughs> what was this episode spoilers for you by the previous one, or were you shook by it?
2: I was pretty shook, honestly. I mean, like I knew obviously, I knew like the whole like twist that was going to happen because we already knew that um, what's her face, the, the this heinous or whatever, yeah. oh yeah, is um, yeah, the daughter that I forget.
3: <laughs> Meteora.
2: <laughs> yeah, Meteora. We already knew that. We already knew all that stuff. But just, I was shook by the betrayal of like the Magic Council and like how they would go through like such lengths to protect their own in order to like you know not let the truth get out. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, no, I think. <laughs> not I think, but,
2: but you not know, like they're willing to like risk death in order like to save each other. Lie. Things,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And not do like the noble thing when they're like. They need to do the noble thing, like in the best interests of everybody else.
0: Right. I, I think the High Commission side of things was more surprising. Although I also said that last last week was that um, it's like Moon at, at last episode says, I like I think I I know what's up here, and um, it's it's the High Commission, and that was a setup for um, that was that was setting up her making this trap for the High Commission in this episode through the trial. Um, so Moon suspects the High Commission. Um. Yeah, I feel like that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty successful side of things. Um, Alex, what, what, what was your reaction to everything at the end of this episode?
3: Uh, I definitely enjoyed seeing it play out. Um, while I agree with you that the conclusion is is something that we could have predicted from previous episodes, but I think what helps that scene have the emotional impact is just Star's reaction, like her immediate heartbrokenness. Of it, yeah. like oh you you actually aren't my great grandma are you and like eclipse is also expressing sadness and saying like i'm not and she just storms out of the room like stars entire performance in that scene helps the 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 revelation to have an impact even if you expected the results just the, seeing it play out in that way so in in that sense that's what i think elevates this uh, this episode to being a great episode is just the, that that final scene and I don't think having predicted it from previous episodes hurts it in that
0: sense. Okay. Yeah, I think that's valid. Yeah. Um, personally, I thought I didn't have the same reaction to Star storming out. I think she was very auxiliary in this episode. Um, like she was for, just. for
3: most of the episode, I agree. But that final scene is where she stands out.
0: Yeah, I think she was good. I didn't, you know, Star saying, you're not my great, 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 whatever. Gra-. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't super emotionally connect to that. Um, like, I, I'm certainly intrigued by the possibilities uh, that this leaves with Star's character. I definitely agree with Michelle in that regard. That's, like, the exciting part of this twist. Um, like, Star not being a princess, I want to go down the spot line, for sure.
2: Why um, do they all still have the cheek markings? Right. That's yeah. what I'm wondering.
0: Yeah. What these does are the, it these mean? Yeah. What, is it, what does it all mean? Yeah. Um, you're, like, the announcer guy, I feel like, for... Uh, for the promos for the show, but I am. Um,
2: what does it all mean? <laughs> Tune in at like whatever time Star comes on
0: yeah. Saturday, whatever
1: a time o'clock.
0: Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, they, those they, we still have questions. Like, um, are they are they butterflies in some way? Why do they have the cheek marks? Why do they have like royal power? How does this all work? Uh, people are people are asking these questions. I don't super care about any of that, but um, these
2: are the issues.
0: Yeah, I, I think the interesting well, thing is like Star. Not a princess. How does her self identity handle that? That that that's um, like it's like almost the dark star arc to a certain extent. Like this is, I this mean, is what I want to do.
2: She still is technically a princess because Moon is still the queen. And- will
3: well, Moon, I'll say that will that, that's Moon abdicate? The thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
3: that's the thing I was interested in at the end of this. Like, why is Moon pursuing this exactly? Because she has to know that if the answer she's thinking it is is correct, then her queenship will be questioned. So, like, is there something behind this other than just wanting the truth? Or is she that willing to go for the truth that she's willing to give up the throne?
0: I think, it
2: was, are they well, just I think it's a off? Yeah, I think it's the a letter,
1: too.
2: Are they going to boot off the royal
1: family, though? Like, yeah, that's Just, what like, I'm make a queen? They might. I,
0: I think it depends on if Eclipsa pursues this. I don't think anyone's going to say, Eclipse, you're a queen. No, I think Eclipse would have to challenge the throne on her own. Or, or, Meteor- a democracy?
1: or Meteora, or, yeah, that's yeah, Meteora. She's, a card. she's off yeah. being creepy in the woods right now I don't
0: think either of them from what we've seen would necessarily do that um, well, based Meteora on what they're presenting. Does,
3: does, yeah Meteora gives off the vibe that that could end up being a situation where mm-hmm. she wants to uh, like get revenge on the kingdom maybe overrun it with monsters her. Yeah, yeah. Or, or she get realizes she's been abandoned and wants to take revenge in that sense so I, I do think that the Meteora challenging for the throne is a very
0: possible plot line. We'll get into at some you know, point if, if she if, 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 if she, if she was yeah, wow. it's, it's literally if she was uh, on the show. I feel like she's not been on the show since the finale. But, Are they
2: going to have an election?
0: Um no yeah well you know that's the oh, that's always the way to go with these uh r- these uh, monarchy storylines is oh let's have a democracy at the end but yep. um I, I I so I have a take on this I am not buying eclipsa still.
3: Really, I'm still waiting.
0: I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop with Eclipse, uh, and that's oh my that's God. something I else. I thought that
2: there were no more shoes to drop, Dylan. I know.
0: I thought we'd taken. <laughs> you thought we'd taken off all our shoes? No, but most still... people
2: just got more have... In the
1: have. <laughs> yeah.
0: Basically.
2: Most people only wear two singular shoes at a time.
0: Star has like 10 pairs of shoes, though, so that's we're just yeah, but is she
2: wearing them all
0: right yes. now on top of each other? Um, and uh, okay. that's that's something else that diminishes the impact of the ending of this episode for me is that I feel like the show is clearly still going to do the eclipse is actually evil thing, and this is just um, building us more up in the other direction so that it's even more of a shock and a betrayal to Moon and Star when it turns out that she'd been hiding things. Last episode, she what did she do when Moon was asleep? Um, You know, those types of things. And uh, I think that diminishes this impact, because I I still think I still think it's obvious that that we're going to do something evil with Eclipse. Uh, Michelle, do you agree?
1: I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the other sheet to drop in the sense that I feel like Eclipse has got something up her sleeve. But I don't. The thing I like about Eclipse is I feel like she's so morally gray that like she certainly doesn't see herself as evil. And objectively, maybe Star won't, even if that other shoe does drop, I think she might do things that would be questionable, but like straight up evil, I don't know. But that's like what I'm excited for, where she's gonna fall into that discussion. Like what our motivations are, because I don't think she's straight up evil. But there's definitely room for like problematic stuff to go down. And I want to see that. So I'm hoping there's more to it
0: yeah, I, I just I don't believe anything Eclipse has presented us on face value. That's the thing. Like it, literally anything that she's behaved in front of Star or Moon, I think that's all up for debate whether that's been real. Um, Alex, what's your take?
3: Yeah, my take is I don't really care. like as in the last episode, I said, I don't really care if Eclipse is good or evil. Like all the stuff emotionally still works with me, no matter what, because Eclipse is just a good character and mm-hmm. end of story. So, like, even if she's gonna do something later on that Star and Moon are like, hey, that's not right. But I, I trust the show enough with Eclipse to make that interesting because this episode in itself was very interesting to watch Eclipse's reactions to everything, seeing how, uh, with this whole bots of truth thing and, So she's to the point of just adding details like, yeah, it was an evil chapter. And hey, I did even more evil spells later on. And so it's like, uh, like, I think that the adding the bots of truth to this episode was a real, uh, a great move. Just because at least in, in what Eclipse is saying, you can believe at least that stuff is true enough. Considering the power we've seen the bots have in the past episode that it appeared in. So I really enjoyed that they added that piece to this episode. But yeah, overall, with Eclipse's character, uh, sure, I'm expecting something else to pop up with her. Uh, but I think the, the episode works no matter what uh, direction they take up. They end up taking Eclipse.
0: I mean, it certainly can stand on its own. Um, the other thing is that we go with this uh, with this twist with uh, her, the butterflies not being royalty anymore, and I feel like it um, masks the uh, conclusion of the trial, like literally the trap is takes importance over the trial itself and i don't think we get the answers that um we were necessarily looking for with regards to is eclipse uh culpable in any way is she evil really the questions that we ask her all things that um like we knew that she did did you run off with the monster yes did you write the spell book yes like all of that to us doesn't seem evil That's like that's the thing, and she's pronounced guilty by the box. It's still all very unsatisfying with regards to Eclipse's um culpability because she's declared guilty. But one, it doesn't matter. Two, from our perspective, she shouldn't have been guilty. She didn't do anything wrong here.
3: Well, see, I I think this episode is just trying to hammer home the the idea that the Magic High Commission is the one that's uh, that has a decent amount of blame as well in just displaying overt racism <laughs> no matter what Eclipsa does. Like, oh, it's related to a monster? Okay, bad, bad. You can throw it throw in, yeah, killer. Like, th- th- I think that's the main point of this episode rather than, like, what Eclipsa did because you're right. Everything that we have talking about Eclipsa, we have picked up over the past couple of episodes. This kind of just acts like a summary. The, the only main revelation is the whole swapping thing, but that's news to Eclipsa.
0: Yeah, I agree. It, I agree it shifts the focus. Um, but like this is something you can't just we're, we're gonna have to address this at some point. You know, we've been building it up all season long, Eclipse's crimes here. So, um and and uh and I, also, I think
3: we're building up to the idea that her crimes aren't actually crimes. Okay, okay so okay. counter
0: my counterpoint is the box, because um if it was just the high commission pronouncing her guilty, that would be one thing. But the box says she's guilty. That's why I'm a little iffy on whether the box was a good idea. Like Why the box said she's guilty? Why you're supposed to be the subjective box thing? Like, well, well, guilty
3: of crimes against humanity, and in that sense, what were her
0: crimes against humanity? Like, I don't siding with monsters.
3: Monsters aren't human, so in in that sense, the box. Okay, I like it. I like when you explained
0: it. I don't think the episode explained that. Uh, I took
1: it as guilty of like, did you do this thing we're asking you about? Yes. And so being guilty of that was her was like the problem. But the issue is like the questions were inherently misleading because is doing that certain thing a bad thing? If you say no, it's like, well, she's still guilty of that thing, even if objectively that thing she did isn't bad right so i think that's why like technically she was guilty by the box but like in star's eye she's not guilty of doing anything wrong yeah
0: i, I agree with you and i'm not and i should say i'm not these these objections i have aren't like obj- aren't like criticisms of the episode because i think mm-hmm. the show is doing this intentionally i just think it's like yeah. uh uh i i mean i que- you know i question how satisfying it is from an audience perspective at this point but i'm um, like these are questions these are reactions i'm having to to what's happening on the screen you know like uh the, the, all of season 3 didn't set up uh challenging the uh the the royal line it set up like eclipses eclipses crimes and i feel like this episode didn't advance that at all in fact like I, this was all just a rehashing of what we knew um, so I, like, that's why I'm still waiting for the issue to drop. We didn't address Eclipse's guilt, like, culpability in any way. Um, Sam, what do you think? Uh, do you blame Eclipse for anything that was, uh, addressed in the trial this episode?
2: No, I feel like, at the very least, like, the, um, Magic Commission is, like, seeing things totally in black and white. And that isn't fair. Like, the world isn't in black and white, and certainly not that world. Um... I I really don't think Eclipse did anything wrong, and I don't think that there is another shoe to drop, Dylan.
0: But what like I then what's just... the what's the point of her character then? Um, I feel like the the way to go with her is to have it be a surprise. Oh, she was evil after all. Um, you know I don't know I don't I don't think she, she's just this uh, this nice misunderstood lady that's gonna lead the. The monster evolution, I guess. That would
1: be awesome, though. Like, (laughs) honestly, she doesn't need to be evil to be interesting. I think she still would be incredibly a fascinating, compassionate character if she was just misused by a system that is very corrupt. And for what ends? To like, what to, to uphold something that's a lie? Like, I don't think she needs to be bad for that to still be compelling. I agree with Sam on that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's going to be a compelling way to do that. Um, the the show has certainly presented her as sketchy for the entire time she's been on screen. I guess you could argue that that's because they wanted us to question her and have it be a surprise when now it's it's the commission, not her. Yeah. Okay.
2: because that's the other shoe. <laughs> Maybe that was. The I other mean, shoe. I
0: think that was that was dropped in this episode. We're um, running
2: out of shoes here.
0: We already, we already did that, guy. But um,
2: I, okay, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I. I don't know, Alex. Um, do you buy that that uh, we we'd only present that Eclipse as sketchy to subvert it with the High Commission being truly evil this episode, not her?
3: I mean, that's a possibility. That if uh, if she's sketchy and she ends up evil, cool. She'll st- she's still a cool character while being sketchy. And if she's just a sketchy character, but she ends up being good, then awesome. That means she'll stay around and be Star's mentor. Uh, avoiding all the, being a better version of Glosserick maybe, but, uh, yeah, like I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not that interested really in seeing what Eclipse's end game is because I just enjoy her appearances in, in the moment, like in an episode. Like for me, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect my enjoyment at all. Whether she ends up being a good person or she ends up uh, betraying star and moon, uh, I I trust the show enough to tell uh, to let me enjoy Eclipse doing her thing no matter what direction they decide to take her.
0: I mean I think we can uh you know we can come back to this when the show does that. I feel like that's a uh, presumptuous to say. No matter what we do, I'm still her, her appearances will still stand on her own. You know, I I I certainly think that probably is true. Like she's been interesting enough in everything on her own. But if the show doesn't in a really contrite expected way, it could it could take away from her character a little bit. And the thing is, the thing I'm not convinced about is that, uh, the last episode we still presented this, this time when she's unaccounted for. There's a few things like that, that still haven't been explained. And they could just be huge misleads, uh, from the episodes trying to build up to have this high commission thing be a, be a big twist. But like, if this is the payoff for all that, like, we saw this coming to a certain extent after last week. Moon said, I know who I know who's responsible. She didn't say that commission, but that's the, the only place to, for us to go with that. So I feel like there still needs to be something else to pay off all these little things like uh, Moon being asleep and she's running around. So um, I, I definitely think that uh, we're still going to have some sort of Eclipse of twist to come.
3: Yeah, uh, that, that's, uh, I think, plenty obvious.
1: I feel like it's at least a 50 50. So, yeah, I, it would I would not be surprised if that's what happens.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, like I, said, <laughs> I don't the, the, want
1: that to happen.
0: Right, I think everyone's... I think that's fair too. I think everyone kind of would just prefer if we didn't do the, oh, she's, uh, she's evil, you know. Like I the,
1: told you so. I, I yeah. just, like, don't want the show to write her off if she's evil. I think that's, like, why it would bum me out, but I, I, I agree with Alex that I, like, trust that the show is gonna, like, do good by her in some way to make her still interesting and compelling and not throw her away when she stops being a plot point. I hope she continues to be a plot point. If she is, like a new Glosser that would be awesome
0: yeah I mean I think it's certainly in question whether uh will appear in a major way one any any time again on the show so that that's probably um, yeah he hasn't been around for a while yeah and you know voice actor circumstances will come into play soon enough whenever uh we get around to that affecting production in the recent time um but uh like like I said though the, all, none of that's the most interesting thing to me. Or the most interesting thing is how it affects Star. And I guess that's why this episode to me isn't like, is good but not great. It's because Star yeah, cause isn't the major focus. Yeah, because focusing on
3: the minor character in this episode. That's yeah, why. Star,
0: the minor character. Oh, even, oh, you mean Sean? We didn't talk about Sean. No. Um, <laughs> no! Uh, He's uh, even less no. than minor.
2: <laughs> oh my god. No <laughs> uh, Sean ever. He'll Sean, some
0: great questions. Sean reaction gifts. Come on.
2: Yeah, like... he had good reactions, but like at what cost? <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the cost of us making gifts of them is that the cost like uh of taking away from the the more important things That's what you mean okay no. but uh, I'm like obviously sure. i'm more and the thing i continually say this i basically only care about star and marco in the show and um that's... on the
3: other hand what? i would like to say that these have been the best four episodes because we haven't had marco thank goodness
0: <laughs> you're just baiting that. the fans jeez uh, just alex just uh just trying to enrage people man yeah no marco the last four episodes i don't think we need marco here but um to me the interesting thing about this is um how this is going to affect star and we didn't see her that much in in this episode but yeah prin- princess list star is like is like that's a great concept like let's let's do stuff there
3: yeah, um, and i definitely agree with michelle that it's a lot more impactful because of the fact that this show Has been building up her ident, her self identifying as a princess. Like, oh, I have to be better as a princess. As recently as Monster Bash, she, she's like taking very seriously her role and like trying to get better at it. So just ripping that part of her identity away from her is a a bold move and definitely something to look at how she recovers or how she comes to terms with her initial reaction of, oh, we're nobody. Uh, Obviously, the show has shown us she's more than nobody, but she has to come to terms with herself.
0: Yeah. And, um, the thing that reminded me of is, uh, it's one, The Last Jedi, the twist there, but two, uh, we, the other time I've referenced Last Jedi on this podcast is with Mysticons, a show I assume a lot of listeners of the show haven't watched, but, um, there's a similar thing where we have a very established identity for a character in that, and then there's a twist and we go against that identity, um, and, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how that character is impacted by, um, by, their their true uh you know something that happens uh which they they like that they didn't affect like having an, a, an effect on their actions i think it's a similar thing with star here she's a princess we're doubling down on her being a princess we are uh, having her trying to be the best princess that she can be that seems to be a means to an end in order to make her not a princess here and that's going to be super interesting in how that impacts her psychologically um how that just literally impacts their role in the show are they is she, is she literally going to be a princess is she going to go back to earth or is this how we're going back to earth and not staying on muni because it's going to be queen eclipse now, um, like, uh, like, uh, w- what's happening here? Is this going to affect her? Um, the seeming direction we're going at the end of season two with the dark magic—how's um, this going to interplay with the most important part of Star Wars: Force of Evil, the romance drama? And uh, like, will this uh, if <laughs> Is I, that Im- <laughs> the
2: most important part, though? I mean, if you
0: if you ask the fans, then yes. Um, I then... mean,
2: if you ask the fans of any single thing, <laughs> that is the most important. Especially part. That this is show. Always what the writer's
0: Especially yeah. this show. But um, will she? Uh, will this affect her um, relationship with Tom? Um, and uh, will this um, resurface her feelings with Marco? You know, like, I think all I think I feel like the whole show is going to uh, coalesce around that. That being said, this is what I said about Dark Stark at the end of season two. And we chose to go with this eclipse route. So I'm not sure if we actually will stay focused on this uh, Princess List star thing.
3: It'll be a thing we touch on. But l- like, the, yeah, like, I-, I think that's just the wrong focus to take this show on. <laughs> Like I, I think the show has been focusing a lot more on the Muni and politics side, and like I, I'm very interested in that in that side of things. But yeah, the people who are just watching this for, say, Starco, I guess they don't care. Oh well, but you're, you're... well,
0: Alex, uh, the countdown has begun for Booth Buddies in two weeks. I'll have you know so
3: whoopee booth buddies set
0: set your timer because it's happening uh it's the the uh, this episode unimportant booth buddies very important so stay yeah see
3: i think that this is just weeding out like what you're watching the show for and it's a valid reason to watch this show because admittedly star and marco have awesome chemistry but if you're watching it just for that then i i can see why eclipses seems boring to you and this entire trial is like whatever
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't say that, and I think Eclipse is great. I think it's, um, uh, I would say that, um, the reason why this show has fans so much more focused on romance, even then, obviously, fans of any show online are going to be most focused on the shipping, but this show, it's especially true, and I believe, as, uh, the first piece of content I wrote for Overly Animated about Star after I caught up after season one is, um, Star is great because of Star and Marco's dynamic. Like, that is the reason why the show is good. It's good but because I think of the Star and Marco beyond and their dynamic.
3: I, And I, I would I, agree with you in season one that that was, like, the main thing that keeps you going. But I think by se- season two and, like, going forward, they've done enough with their mythology to at least keep you interested in that side of things if you're not interested in the shipping. It, but I mean, you have sure, to get yeah, through season one. There's, there's clearly multiple
0: Star. components to the show. I think that... The number one reason of why the show is great is because of the, not necessarily romantic, but just the dynamic between Star and Marco and other character to character interactions, especially between the two strongest characters of the show. Everything else is auxiliary. I truly believe that the royalty and monster stuff is, is auxiliary. To Star and Marco's dynamic, like, and just because it's had a little bit of a resurgence here in in three B and uh, the end of three A, doesn't mean that it, it, it's more important. And I feel like, uh, to a certain extent, you shouldn't prioritize plot lines like that. Um, and you know, for this show, like, it, I, I'm not convinced that this show is completely eschewing the, uh, the the relationship dynamics in terms of importance just because it's been more focused upon recently. Maybe it feels like it's maturing beyond that. I think that would be a mistake. Um, I I think the human monster stuff could be really interesting, but it's interesting in relation to how Star views it. Like that's I really only care about Star
3: is still an awesome character, and it would be great to see more of her side if we continue this plotline of Star trying to get the monster human relationship going. Like what what are her struggles going through that? I agree with you that that's also a very interesting part of the show to watch. But that's because Star is a great character in relation to Marco. It's not that interesting. It's
0: it's both it's both. It's Star is a great character and star in relation to Marco. It's about Star. Star is the, the best thing about the show, obviously. She is one of the best characters on TV. And um we need to stay focused on her. That's that's the worrying part. Anyway, that's a nice uh that's a, a, a side topic here. Any Michelle, any takes on this?
1: Um I mean I think it's important to remember that this is a Disney show for kids. <laughs> okay, no, get out of here with that. No, so uh, what, what I mean by that is they are always going to be balancing the plot with characters because they they want to they want people to be engaged and especially people from a certain age range. And so I don't think there's any fear that it's going to just like stop having shipping stuff at all and just be a plot show. I don't I don't think that's something that they would do just given the sake
0: of the audience they're aiming for. I wonder, do the, do the children like the shipping? Is that like what they're doing it for? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. that I, don't know an to, interesting
1: I think a lot of people like shipping if done well with characters that you find compelling. And while that is really important, I do agree with Alex that the show has evolved beyond star Dynamic with Marco in season one because there really wasn't a ton of plot stuff happening there till the second half of the season even. In season two, half of the reason, like I, even though I don't ship, starko that i like i appreciate it to an extent was because the plot fed directly into things that were motivating characters so i really do think you need both for a really great show i think hopefully the characters help you care about the plot more but the plot's also interesting enough to elevate the things that you really like about the characters i think it's a give and take kind of relationship and i do think having both is you know a perfect relationship symbiotic relationship So. That's like what I hope. I, it okay. seems like they might be going in a monster, like, you know, that that they should be because they've been feeding that for a while. It's something to talk about. And how Star's identity fits into that and her relationship with Marco, her relationship with Tom. I feel like that's all going to come. We just have to be patient at this point. But I think it's all there. I think it's definitely all set up.
0: Um, I think another way, a more concise way to... Uh, stay my viewpoint on this is I I think Star should be a character focused show, a character first show, not a plot first show, focus on Star's character Um, this is also why I hate Ludo episodes because Star's not in them and And this uh, is why I love Ludo episodes (laughs) because uh, you hate Star that's why, yeah, it's confirmed Uh, I hate Marco, I like Star since when are you what's with this hate Marco gag? This is you, you why are you going down this rabbit hole in this podcast? But um yeah, anyway. Uh I think I, I I've said this on previous podcasts. I really think Star should stay character focused. Unlike some other shows that I think should focus more on their plot, like Steven Universe. Um I, no! think, I think Star should stay character focused, like to a heavy extent.
2: I think Star should have a balance. Like I yes. like where it is right now. Like it's yeah. balancing between plot and character. That's how I feel.
0: Yeah, I and I think I think the and i think a lot of people might agree but i'm not sure what the consensus is i think the high point for the show is definitely season 2b and i think we've been to a certain extent floundering through season 3 but there've still been great episodes so i don't know um, personally
2: I'll-, I'll say for myself i'm excited about the monster human stuff yeah. and i'm excited about the shipping and Star, and like, you know, where the character stuff is going, where the Ludo stuff is going now, because he's like all doing what he's doing. I'm excited <laughs> and, for all of it. Now.
0: And the most important thing we're all excited for is Tom Star, right? No. No? Yeah, okay, I'm excited
2: he, for that breakup.
0: Yeah, next next week, yeah. No, just get rid
2: of Tom.
3: Uh, by, by the way, you briefly mentioned Steven Universe. Can we just uh, take a brief moment to compare and contrast this episode to the trial of Steven Universe? Because I feel yeah. like this episode does yeah. it a lot better. The, the, the trial from Steven Universe is just a bunch of misdirects. You don't end up with any in, real information. While this episode, it provides information that you, that we picked up in previous episodes, but it lays it out much clearer. And it, it involves an actual revelation, like so that there was a swap, something that's meaningful to the story and the so and the, with the end of in Steven Universe with the diamonds they're in the same place you saw them before the the episode whereas here with the magic high commission it's kind of just like laid out okay this was an orchestrated lie so it just it ends up with a clear message and therefore it's executed much better a trial episode than yep. what Steven on Universe on. managed to do.
0: You're on your own with uh, the, the trial of Steven Universe criticism. This is the rare instance where I'm like much higher. Like, I think the trial of Steven Universe is an incredible episode, and the Butterfly Chap is an alright episode. That yeah, sounds
1: like an article waiting to happen. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'll say... I, I really think
0: you're in the minority on the trial, out, Alex. The thing um, with
1: the trial is that because um, Steven and Lars exit the situation, they don't really see if Blue Diamond confronts Yellow about everything that was revealed, so... In this one, they really are like, you know, it happened for sure.
0: But who's gonna who's gonna be um revealed as evil first Eclipse or uh whatever i don't know who, who yellow diamond blue diamond uh well, who's down. the D- comparison D-
3: due to scheduling definitely. reasons Eclipsa. right definitely yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, start
0: yeah, that's great. Sure. <laughs> yeah um but but yeah i agree with
3: michelle part of this is that that, that trial episode never actually ended i think yes. if you're gonna do a trial you gotta fill, follow it alex to these the are conclusion.
0: you're criticizing the show and not the episode in my opinion but um i feel like that's a larger issue um, like I, I would, I would argue the opposite. I'd argue Steven Universe's The Trial keeps me engaged because um, it's 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 about things that are up in the air, whereas this episode I already knew what was happening, so it's not as engaging. But um, I could see the other perspective too because I frequently say espouse the other criticism for Steven Universe. So I don't
1: exactly, Steven Universe I think is a, a, a more of a slow burn, and that can be great, but it can also suck. So it is nice to have episodes like this butterfly trap where like you just like you concretely know something for real that you've been wondering about for a while and it's nice to get some like definitive feedback instead of still like because Steve Universe I feel like you always learn a little bit more but then you always have way more questions after you learn that one thing you were wondering
0: about so it's a different approach I think it depends on your preference which you like more yeah. Um, Star, I think, is in general better with answering questions, but uh, at the same time, some questions, it says, like, oh, that's not important anymore. Let's focus on this and, you know.
1: Right. I, know. I think that's, like, the balance you have to kind of, because it's just like, oh, I guess that. Okay, well, I don't care anymore. Or just like, oh, I now I know one thing, but now I still don't know all these other things. Oh, it's so frustrating. Like, both of those can be kind of great or not great, depending on your take on it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. in- interesting, we're in interesting places in both shows. Um, okay, that was uh, this concludes our 20 minute larger discussion <laughs> about Star. I didn't know what we we're gonna get into but um, briefly, we uh, the box uh, is the box from Sleepover.
1: Uh, I loved or, him. Oh, uh-huh, I love that is, they're different settings.
0: Sam, is your bo- is box your favorite character? He might be, <laughs> he <laughs> has good lines. He yeah, is. the truth and punishment box. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh. Uh, Romulus has a crush on on Moon.
2: Um, yeah, that's that's fun. That's I fun. can see it.
0: <laughs> just, uh, why? Yeah, I can why can see, see it. it?
2: I don't know. Like, it just like seems like you know, it just it feels like a thing that would happen in IRL.
3: I found it very disappointing because that means he's already moved on from Lechmuth's death. That was his true love, and then like as soon as did he dies, it's like, p- oh Moon!
2: Did you see that little memorial picture they had of him? Yeah, at the, yeah the chair.
1: <laughs>
0: Rest uh the, th- the settings on the box the party setting which is what was set to there's an intervention setting a bachelorette setting oh yes, all right I, just, yeah. I
2: love that one <laughs>
0: that and so then weird. the trial yeah so there you go
2: i want to hear the bachelorette setting that's a fanfic right there yeah. <laughs> oh
0: turn the box the bachelorette setting for star yes okay it's canon, yeah, <laughs>
3: canon. star
2: is not gonna with a bachelorette party
3: um, i mean by season seven maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, how much are we going down the shipping route? Uh Tommar.
2: Oh my
0: god. Tom oh no. Star. And then oh yeah, a uh, correction for last week. King Chestcan is her human um uh husband, which I guess is what happened and then she ran off to elope with the monster.
1: So. Good
2: for her. Good for Eclipse. Following your dreams. Yeah, don't be with that like weird dude. Be with Did not even
1: like your baby so Yeah, exactly. Like of what what guy heck? is
3: that. Yep. Okay. If you're not
2: gonna accept well, she, your wedlock, kid, like
3: yeah, that's the kind wedlock. of thing. It's a child of infidelities, but still, like, the, <laughs> the, well, what what did what did he do to like make Eclipse go off, or was it just that Eclipse found this other monster more
0: handsome, and that's the reason he left? from what we from we've been shown, even though,
1: what I thought it might have been like an arranged marriage because that okay. was like okay. generations yeah. ago. They could have just hooked them both up. It's like, oh, this will be like. Great for political reasons. She's right. like, eh. Look at that hot guy over there, though. Always oh, a monster. Ah, whatever. He's still cute. I'm go Monsters are
2: hot.
3: Yeah. You still need the Eclipse of Flashback episode, and everybody will say, "Oh, this is just like The Shape of Water."
0: Oh, oh that's yeah, that's true. Shape of Water ripped off a uh, ripped off Eclipse story. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I we haven't been shown anything that would contradict Eclipse of just getting bored with her human husband. So that's another take on it. Like we really don't know the details. Anyway. Uh, let's talk Ludo, art thou? And by let's talk, I mean you guys talk, Michelle. What are what's your takeaways from this episode?
1: I'm glad Ludo's doing stuff and working through his severe mental baggage. Um, it kind of I'm sad he was going like a little bonkers there, but like maybe now that Dennis has the dimensional scissors, you can check on him every once in a while, so he won't be like completely alone. Uh, I mean, like I said before, it was a little disappointing just because, like it's been a while and i really love Ludo and I still love Ludo, but I didn't feel like a lot of progress was made with just this episode. So I just like, I hope he gets in on more important parts of the plot at some point in say the next season. Cause I don't want to just leave him here being crazy in his own planet.
0: Um, Sam, let me know if you want to speak to this, but, uh, do how, do you how do you think this episode handles mental illness like do you think it's portrayed do you think it's trying to address it do you think it's portrayed um well at all
2: um well, it definitely is trying to address it uh i don't know we've all like seen ludo sort of be off the rails for a while mm-hmm. um in terms of treating uh, a bunch of inanimate objects as your parents, and then having your younger brother destroy them. Uh, That's on the more exaggerated side. However, um, I think it's going in a good direction. Uh, you know, because, you know, it's definitely showing Ludo healing, and you know, reconnecting with his brother, obviously. Um, I don't know. It isn't like you know the best, but this is not to be super duper expected I think coming from Ludo.
1: Yeah. And, and like a-
2: what has happened with him in the past, so. And
1: that make- that reminds me like Ludo is like genuinely touched when he when his brother is there and he's like, "You care about me? No one's like ever said that to me before." Like that was a moment where he really like it, it seemed to be very helpful for him. Yeah. I'm I'm glad he has Dennis, honestly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alex, what's your take on this?
3: Yeah, it was a very interesting episode to watch. (laughs) Um, I I, I do want to say, like, it's a bit strange that while we're saying, like, Ludo, like, faces his demons, so to speak. But it's Dennis who's doing all the action. Ludo is kind of just watching all of this happen. Mm -hmm. So in, in that sense, I'm not sure if the episode executed that greatly. And at the end, you have the whole like Star and Marco dolls like I got to handle this on my own, presumably because Dennis is also dealing with the same demons of the parents that Ludo is, whereas Star and Marco is a Ludo exclusive thing. But still, it just it felt like a like a very like an ending that just kind of said, well, the stuff that happened before isn't that important because he's still going to be crazy for a little bit. But uh, yeah, Dennis is a very um, emotionally (laughs) affecting character, like seeing him being bullied by his his parents. And uh, he's he's dedicated all this emotional attention to Ludo, who at first sight, like doesn't even really give him much attention. So like that, that is a bit of a hurting experience. And, and that, just just that final sequence where, like, the parents are, like, popping up out of nowhere and you got the, the creepy music going on and to, to the point where, like, there's one that's, like, giant over him as he's as saying things like, Yo, you're just like your brother and uh, and just repeating the same lines that the parents gave to him in that first uh, uh, encounter of, of bullying. It, it's a very, it's like, I, I get what the episode is trying to do. I think it works at some parts and it doesn't work on others. But I think just the the atmosphere that it built made it a very interesting episode to watch. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the greatest Ludo episode, like Ludo in the Wild," yeah. I think was far more interesting, but it, it's not a bad bad episode either. And I think it continues the the arc we, we've been trying to do with Ludo in, pa- in past episodes of Ludo having the fa- father issues, so, like also with we had that episode with Glosserric, where he's mm-hmm. like be- begging for approval. And that just seems to be his thing that he's never really gotten over. This episode feels like they're trying to put that to a conclusion but just with that ending I'm not sure if it ends up fulfilling that that goal.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll say it's a bad episode. But um well, yeah, but we're, you we're, hate Ludo. So you Yeah, wrong. you already hate Ludo,
1: Dylan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm wrong to to hate Ludo. The, well, where are we going with Ludo in the show? He's
2: he's the ice king of Star
0: oh boy i take take ice king so much over ludo but um yeah are we gonna see ludo again in season 3b
1: maybe i don't know i mean they kind of left him in a place where he has to like do some more work and whether we show that on or off screen is still i guess it's gonna be going on in the background i'm not sure where Ludo's gonna fit into this unless he's on star's side because what else is there for him to do I mean, I guess maybe we could tie it into how she isn't a royalty anymore and how that could, you know, Ludo could rethink things and form an alliance, but I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Ludo. Maybe that's part of what kind of bums me about the episode, because I, I want to feel like there's more, like with Star and Butterfly Trap, like there's so many questions I have and I know that they're going to go in some interesting direction and with Ludo. I, I don't really know if they're going to do anything anytime soon, and that that's kind of sad to me.
3: Yeah, I agree that there needs to be a way to, like, weave him back into the story if we're going to keep Ludo around. Like, these Ludo-exclusive episodes, they're fine. They work as an experimental uh, thing to do for the show, but it... it if we keep if we keep him apart and we keep saving him for these experimental episodes then i'm with the audience in caring less and less about him every time he shows up because you wonder well when is he going to get back into the real story other than being used as a body proxy for toffee
0: yeah um yeah we'll see we'll see when ludo comes back i uh, it is notable that there's no obvious mechanism for to re- him to re-enter the story presented at the end of the episode. Like, uh, Dennis goes away with the scissors, right? So, uh, I- I'm skeptical, I guess, that he'll be coming back. And um, I think I've probably said my piece on this enough throughout the, the podcast, but um, I think Star vs. Force Evil is a show that, like, could be great, uh, and yet feels the need to have episodes like Ludo, Where Art Thou, The Bog Beast of Bagaba, uh, The Pigeon episode... Um, yeah. I, I don't know why we keep doing these types of episodes. So the
1: Pigeon episode was great. The yeah, Pigeon I episode. Yeah. I don't Michelle's the
0: biggest was. fan of that one. But, <laughs> yeah, Ludo is just a horde to me. But anyway, um, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if people seem to like that one from what I've seen online so far. Ludo yeah. Oracle.
3: Yeah, because it's an interesting episode to watch. And I think that Mm -hmm. especially if you're into characters over story, I think there's a case that the Ludo episode is better than Butterfly Trap.
0: I mean like if, char- if you sub- I think if you I think subscribe it, to that right, which I do, but it's a particular set of characters, and not ludo so yeah, because um,
3: you you don't you just don't like ludo's character, but there are people who enjoy his his presence on the show and uh, including myself and i I think that the, there is potential for great ludo episodes. This is a okay ludo episode, but we'll 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 see going forward
0: yeah. i mean the 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 discourse on ludo is he was a character that was a uh a sign of season one star and this the show changed a lot between seasons one and two and we like kind of had to figure out what to do with him after season one and the show isn't really seemingly, at least from my perspective the show hasn't really known what to do with him at all and i'm not sure why they just don't wrote write him off like marco's friends um well like, now
2: they are kind of writing him off aren't they
0: i guess this episode could just be writing him off but um
2: at least for a little while he has to rehabilitate yeah.
3: Well, because we because that's what we said at the end of the Toffee episode. Because he uh, he asked Starlight, like, just throw him in the portal. Yeah, I need to work he, some stuff out. So we figured that it. was writing off. Like, uh, okay, we won't see him for a while then.
0: Right. I, I I don't know why we don't just Ferguson and Alfonso him. It's it, to me, it's the same thing.
3: He, he's it's, more it's, important it's, than Ferguson, yeah. and Alfonso but he's
0: for. not. He's not to the current state of the show. He, the show continually makes him. I guess he's had stuff to do in season two. Um, but I feel
1: like uh, the show cares about him at least as much as it cares about Buff Frog, and we're not going to get rid of Buff Frog. Anytime. so
0: yeah. i mean i also don't get buff frog we'll oh i love the
1: frog he's one of my favorites
0: look, I, I, like, I, like buff frog. I just look you know. I,
3: I think we've established in this uh, in this podcast that's Mar- that dylan only cares about star and marco he doesn't give a a, a, a patoot about any of these side patoot? characters whereas all, define, all, all p- of define us patoot do- all those all of us who enjoy the story
0: of Star Wars is the no, person, no, no, we'll no. Also you're enjoy not getting off. The
3: contributions that these side characters you're not provide getting off
0: without the defining program. Baton, Alex come on
3: you don't give a hoot
0: hoot, okay. um, there's another way to go at that. yeah, it's we'll good. talk about Buff Frog next week. uh interested to see if he is still the uh monster ambassador. I think that's where we left him. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that's you guys right.
2: saying Buff Frog made me think that you're saying Butt Frog, and I was like, <laughs> who <is> that? <laughs> <But> <laughs> who's that
3: who's this yeah. new
1: character?
3: I think uh, that's how I heard it in his first
0: episode. I oh was yeah. like, "Are they
3: calling him butt frog?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Next week is is another mystery, and Marco Junior. It's happening, Marco Junior. <laughs> oh my he just god! Gets drunk down, who knows? Marco Junior, it's having happening. A kid. Yep. Marco he is
1: sexually reproduced. <laughs> yeah. Nope,
0: it's Starco, future Starco child. It's happening. No, it that's isn't. what's happening next. Oh, week.
1: It'll just be Marco's own child and made Frank, by <laughs> so.
0: M- yeah. yeah we're doing a next week
2: add that to my uh, drafts of M- top yeah, 10 no you're M- talking about,
0: but, um, I mean
3: yeah. wasn't Naysayer an example of that oh.
0: Oh, yeah we basically did that in Naysayer. so uh, next week Marco's Marcos child and uh, something with buff so that's what we'll talk about and then uh, like I said get start the countdown for booth buddies two weeks from now it's happening what's
3: so big about booth buddies tell me
2: the-
0: I don't want to spoil the, the descriptions out.
1: All oh, right, I'll look at the well,
3: descriptions. Th- think about what Dylan is most excited about in the
0: show, <laughs> and then apply it to like a booth. And apply it to a booth. That's oh literally god, what the description says. Oh my god, are they just said. gonna like
2: go on a date in like a, like an Applebee's or something?
0: An Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they
1: have oh, different oh, 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 I have I have the synopsis so. No,
0: don't, don't don't read it. I don't want Why? to spoil it. It's
1: out. Why not? Sorry, Marco. Go okay, on fine. an Applebee's. A magical photo booth at a wedding oh. goes on the Fritz and captures Star and Marco inside. Okay, the thing that excites me about that is we're going to talk about the Fritz again. It's been a while. Honestly,
3: I don't know if, if we're going back to the, the show, Fritz, though. or just in the on the Fritz as in it's broken. I think that was just I, an exception
0: I don't want it to yeah. be in the show. I don't want it to just be a thing. Be, be, because I, I don't
3: think that's coming back, though, if Toffee's gone, because Toffee was the cause. Right.
0: I think the Fritz was a Toffee thing,
1: that unfortunately. Wasn't well explained? It
0: was absolutely not well explained. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. What if we're breaking that back with Eclipsa? Oh.
0: We'll see. I'm interested in that. Yeah, and also uh, three weeks is tough love. I don't know what that is, but um, we don't have this
1: tough love. To Dylan, when Star and Marcus are not <laughs> <up> together, <laughs>
0: that's their current state. What, yeah, what could possibly really
1: happen? Be
0: what could be worse, be Michelle, Tom than Star. the current Tom Star era? Yeah, what could he? What could make Ooh, this worse? Could,
3: could tough love be the
0: Eclipse of flashback? Ooh. Oh, maybe yeah. Had her with their monster boo.
1: I would be Ooh. so into
0: that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I will say I do want another flashback. Yeah okay so um there you go let us know what you thought of butterfly trap and ludo art thou um and who's right about what uh what the show should be about because we are acting as the creative drivers of of star but oh my um, god
2: we are not okay um disney please pay us or play, right, pay dylan Mills yeah.
3: because he seems to
0: yeah i'm clearly
3: being yeah, please, but, please yeah. let us know why butterfly trap is the best episode of star
0: have Dylan host the yeah, official. I, Star I, I, you, have, you guys absolutely did not convince me on that one. I don't.
3: I, well, because you're part. just stuck in your view of that Starco is all important here.
2: Exactly.
3: There, there's there's no getting you off of that. And there so are other characters
0: why I, Dylan. why I shouldn't think of that either? So, um, yeah. Was
2: Katang all you cared about in Avatar?
0: I mean, we were like children, so yeah. I think it was. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, Starco, the Katang of um, this show. You're just making me love it more, Sam. But uh, let us know you thought of take it right
2: away, so thank you.
3: And also, miraculous ladybug, Mar- the marionette and and uh, Adrian are fine. They're great for season one, but season two, they're evolving. The show is becoming oh, that is more not a good great. example
0: of a show with story. Come on, that is not. That's not <laughs> well, it's just starting. It's like
3: start a season two of Star. It was just starting, so but it's yep. getting better because they're moving on beyond just the relationship.
0: Yeah, that is that is not. Um, what was holding season one back in my opinion. But that is, uh, we'll see if Ladybug comes back soon. Find the find those podcasts also at OverlyAnimated.com. Let us know what you thought of these two episodes. And uh, you can uh, maybe we'll have a panel out. Let me know if you want us to keep going with panels. Um, all that OverlyAnimated.com. You're listening on YouTube. You can comment there as well what you thought of these episodes talk about these these with us on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord, and support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Mitch, a.k.a. Fever Mitch, and thanks Ooh. as well always to our patron executive <laughs> producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, a bunch of upcoming stuff at OverlyAnimated dot com, including a Final Space coverage, Adventure Time, I think OKKO, OK uh, a yeah. bunch of, a bunch of new podcasts coming up. So find all that at OverlyAnimated dot uh, Let us know what you thought of this with hashtag Starco is the only thing that matters, and oh uh,
3: hashtag <laughs> Ludo is the best villain.
1: <laughs> you don't even believe that though. Come on, <laughs> <It's like laughs> We still like the character. It's,
0: it's stretching it here, so uh, yeah, and uh, we hashtag
3: will, um, I am Dennis.
0: Ha- Oh hashtag uh, hashtag booth buddies is happening. Uh, it's 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 happening. It'll okay,
2: I don't think you want. can fit this many hashtags just you know,
0: put up there character
2: <laughs> <limit> <laughs> well, someone
0: tweet us with all those. Can
2: have all the Re- yeah,
3: yeah, so. Reply to your own tweet if
0: it doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tweet thread <laughs> with all the hashtags. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Adios. Bye. Bye.